the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God's show and tell. Yeah, that's you and me. We're his show and tell. We'll talk about that coming up today on our Sunday edition of Truth For Today. With Pastor Emeritus Phil Howard, this is Truth For Today from Valley Bible Church right here in Hercules. Hi there. Welcome to our program. We're continuing our survey of 1 Peter. We're back in chapter 2 of 1 Peter as we take a look at verses 9 through 17. Christians, you, me, we are to be show and tell. We're to be that source of exposure, that source of bragging and boasting about God. And that's what we're finding out here today. Join us, won't you? Here's Pastor Phil with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. Look at James 2. James 2. Next block over. James 2.14. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace. Can't you hear it? Go in peace. Be warm. Be filled. Without giving them the things needed for the body. What good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. A faith that doesn't work is not a saving faith. Look at 1 John 3. This is what faith does. Now let's see what love does. 1 John 3, pick up verse 16. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, call the church and get an agape fund check. No, it's if you see it. David, one time, somebody used to always pull it. Have the church meet it. One day, David said, meet the church. Meet. Don't be saying the church. I thought you were part of the church. You. Quit punting. You. Do you have the means to do it? Oh, I've never seen you this quiet in years. This is, hey, they might be awake. Let's see here. If anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, and that means, of course, you pick friends that have more money than you, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Did you hear it? Look at Titus. 
I know you're loving this. I can just see your fixation. Just keep hearing this convicting truth. I've been convicted. That's why I'm preaching. So you can too. Uh, Look at uh, uh, 2.14. God who saves us. Who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are too lazy to do good works. What does yours say? I think they finally looked at the text. Who are zealous, zealous to do good works. And that's something else. Look at verse 14 of chapter 3. Well, that's a little bit too quick. Let's go back to verse 8. The saying is trustworthy, and I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to 14. And let our people learn to devote themselves to good works so to help cases of urgent need and not be unfruitful. It's all over the Bible. Uh, I think of even uh, the ministry of this church. Okay. Let, let's, let's start here. What gets done around here that people who just love God. Let, let's, uh, let's take the hospitality ministry. Okay. We got Jose there. We got Gene Schnabel, Gaylene, Tom White, other people. Did you know they all volunteer? And we got a man in this church that buys the donuts. We, we, we want to strike it. We, uh, I, I think it's crazy we buy donuts. I don't think church ought to buy donuts. You're fat enough without them. <laughs> we don't need donuts. I said buy cookies at Costco. Or give them a mint julep. You know, come on, cut back. And this one guy said, no, no, no. I'll buy the donuts. So you don't know it. Every week somebody buys you a donut. And I see those cheeks. My grandson, I brought AJ to church with me today. He said, man, I can't wait to get a donut. I said, I thought you couldn't wait to hear me preach. I said, you're kidding. I want a donut. I'm going to quit coming if there's no donuts. Uh, but a man pays for it. They haul them over here. They set it up. And you know what? doesn't get a dime. And I'm afraid probably doesn't get a thank you. But that's why we have it. That's why it exists. Uh, did you know we have Sunday school teachers and we don't pay any of them? Did you know the nursery is taking care of your child, changing their dirty diaper, and attending to them, no charge? And it's not a dumpy nursery. I, I wish my front room looked as good as that nursery. It's nice. Did you know we have security people that, that guard this place? Are you aware of that? I pull up uh, about 8.30 or 20 after. I don't care what the weather is. If it's raining, if it's cold, there'll be some security guy that comes here. I can't hardly go to the bathroom by myself. Security's all over me. I mean, it's a luxury to go by myself, you know. I mean, they, they, are, they are like this on this campus. They're watching that your car's not broken into. 
You know, people go to church lots and they break into cars. Isn't that crazy? We've got about, oh, about eight guys every Sunday morning guard the place. Crazy. Whoever thought we'd ever guard church property? Well, when they start walking into synagogues and black churches in the south and killing people off, we said, we'd rather have a guy that can pack and shoot than to lose our whole congregation. And some left us over that. They said, we can't go to church where men pack. I said, protect our people. Protect our people. But men volunteer to do that. Teach, sing, ushering. Our musicians. Man, most churches of any size pay everybody that plays an instrument. Ask these people what we pay them. They're out here Thursday night or Wednesday night. They practice choir practices. See, we take so much for granted that somebody else is doing the good work. We got a whole, we, a lot of people come here because their kids are so well cared for. And I'd want to go here just for that. I want my kids in this youth group. I came and picked my grandson up here uh, uh, Friday night because it was a freak out week. And uh, they had the kids there scaring the daylights out of them. And as we rescued AJ, you know, his life has been altered. And, uh, you know, incredible event. I didn't have any of that kind of stuff in the youth groups I grew up in. It happens because somebody's available to do a good work. Are you? God created you to do good works that he ordained. And the first one is tell that you found mercy. Tell how great this God is. Don't tell them all about you and how many drug deals you made. Tell them the deal he made at the cross. Tell them about the mercies found in this God. Talk about your God. Talk about your God. Then you might throw in, and by that way, I was one of the worst sinners in the county. Okay, good. But I want to hear about the God that saved you. That's what saves I think we need to learn to find out good works we can do. I mean, we got people rescuing children. We got a couple just took on another child. They rescue them. They find out mama can't keep them, won't keep them. They said, we will. We refuse to let them be abandoned. What good works are you doing? When you get to the judgment seat of Christ, he's not going to evaluate nothing but wood, hay, and stubble. That you twittered everything. You trashed Trump. You trashed Obama. You got to be a political genius. Why don't you hush about politics and start promoting God? Because they're all going to crumble. They're all going to. Nebuchadnezzar. I'm sovereignly running the nations. I place men up. I place them down. Don't worry. I'm in charge ultimately. You don't believe that, but I am. Oh, me. This is so convicting. Let me move on. Uh, First Peter. Let's go back to that. Finally, uh, spirit-produced submission. Spirit-filled living. Spirit-filled works, spirit-produced submission. And this word subject is the word submit. And and do you see anything here that says, be subject 
women. Uh, be subject for submission is a feminist term. Conservative women have heard be submissive so much they sometimes want to throw up. Submission starts with the whole body. Ephesians 5.21 All the brethren and sisters submit one to another. What about James 4.7 Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You see, submission is a term for Christians. It's it's applied different ways. It'll be applied in 3, 1 through 6 about the woman's role living in a home where the man's not a believer. But it's not just a feminist term. It's not just for, it's for us. This is what the world ought to see. A man or a woman under the control of God. And when they are, what will they do? This is how they'll act. Be subject. What's the motive? For the Lord's sake. To every human institution. Whether it be to the emperor as supreme. Or to governors as sent by him. To punish those who do evil. And to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone. Isn't that nice? Everyone? That's what he said. Be be kind. Be... uh, I think just be kind to everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Look at something that I don't know that in our politically charged atmosphere in the states now. Look at uh, Romans 13. We don't ever look at this passage. Uh, Listen, let me read it to you. A Bible reading. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities. Right there, that just riles Americans. Don't you tell me what to do. Okay, I'll let an officer tell you. For there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. I had a young man come up to me after the first service and are you saying all authority? I said, that's what the text said. He said, you mean Hitler? I said, all authority. Uh, what about Herod? What about Pilate? What about Nebuchadnezzar? You know, Nebuchadnezzar strutted his stuff that he established Babylon and God made him go insane to find out, I put you in office. All authority. Say, well, what about evil? Even evil. There'd be no Satan had God not permitted it. The kinds of 
rocks our theology, doesn't it? Because I thought I put in what I want. Guess what? God wins the election every time. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed. And those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror of good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. But, it, and remember, Paul was killed by Nero too. Same, same ruler. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God over and over. An avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because of this, you also, everyone, amen this, pay taxes. <clears throat> for the authorities are ministers of God, taking my good money, attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed. Revenue to whom revenue is owed, even if it is $7 every time you go across the bridge. <laughs> respect to whom respect is owed. Honor to whom honor is owed. We have been called to submit in the home to government, in the church. I mean, a result. And let me ask you this. This is personal. Are you a submissive person? Or do you always have to be in charge? Do, are you, and I think a submissive person is teachable. Uh, they leave room for they could be wrong, but it would be a miracle. Uh, you know, there's just a different attitude. I am submitting. I, and, and this is what Peter's saying. Listen to me, saints. Listen to me, saints. No matter how great the salvation God has given you, if you don't live it out this way, the critical, judgmental Gentile world is never going to think you're credible. They're looking for the works of the flesh to be subdued by the Spirit's filling. They're looking for works that benefit and help people, not for self-promotion or for any other motive. And, and, they're looking for a person who submits to God-ordained authority. God-ordained authority. And so it's a checklist for all of us. It's uh, really show and tell. He's got it reversed, tell and show. But show and tell. Does anyone know you're a believer? I had a man tell me this week, he said, uh, uh, is it right not to witness to people? And he set me up with that question. I said, well, you know it's not right. He said, well, why aren't we doing it? Is it, is it sin to disobey? I said, what are you trying to get to? 
I'm trying to tell you, Pastor, too many people at Valley are sitting on their hands and they never share the gospel with anyone. And neither do they do any good works that anyone could ever see. All their Christianity, they think, is in an hour and a half Sunday morning attendance. And they say, glory to God, I just served God. You didn't serve God. You came in and were fed. And today may be scolded. I didn't mean it. Just the text seemed to say it. So I'd rather tell you what you are in Christ than to tell you how you ought to act now that you're in him. But they're both. They're both part of the gospel. The gospel does not produce rebels. It produces obedience. And this is what the king, our king, he says, submit to the governor. Uh, Come on, look at us Christians in this state. Did we vote for same-sex marriage? No, we didn't. Did it go in? Yeah, when the court undoes our vote. How many of you voted for marijuana? I, I see it. I smell her in your breath. Yeah, I know. I know. I know how you voted. I mean, come on. You've been praying for this for years. You know? Now I can do it and it's legal. Uh, there's going to be a lot of things that they can legalize that God would tell you don't. Be sure you're under his legislation. You remember what the Hebrew children said? King, oh king, we're not going to bow to your idol. And whether our God delivers us or not, we refuse to bow. We have one God, and only to him will we bow. Don't bow. Don't bow. Don't bow. Submit. Submit. (laughs) Father, we thank you. You put up with so much out of us to get us to act like Jesus. And we can't do it unless you fill us with the Spirit. How gracious you are. You command, and while you're commanding, you enable. And so all of our obedience is a work of your grace and your Spirit. So we can't even brag on being obedient. Said God gave it to us, a heart to want to do what a beloved God has said. We pray, let us do good works all this week. Let us sow the seed each day and do a deed each day and then pray. We want people to know Jesus. We want people to know Jesus. I thank you for these precious people and for such a wonderful turnout when I thought everybody would be on the road today barbecuing somewhere. We're glad they're here. Strengthen them. And we thank you for sparing... I'm so glad, Lord, you didn't let us lose World War II. I'm so glad I'm not under Japan or Germany. I'm glad we're still free as a country. I thank you for so many wars you've rescued us from. Keep our borders safe. Keep our borders safe. I pray bring a solution to the southern border problem. Help those poor people at the wall that may have traveled all the way from Guatemala and are hungry and cold and desperate. Somewhere, somehow, may mercy find them. And then give wisdom to know how to handle this issue. We love you, Lord. We want to know you better. Thank you for this gathering in Jesus' name. Amen. 
And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Our time today spent in God's Word to encourage you to bring you truth for today. If you have questions or comments about our time together, we would invite you to write to us. You can either visit our website and drop us an email, write to us via U.S. mail, or give us a call. Another way to reach out to us with your questions would be to simply record them on your voice memo app on your smartphone and then email that audio to tftquestions at valleybible.org. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Our website, truthfortodayradio.org. And if you're writing to us, the address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. If you have questions about the ministry of Truth For Today and how we are funded to air on this radio station. We would love to talk with you. We are listener-supported, quite simply, and no gift is too small, no gift is too large. Whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly gift, it all goes back into the radio ministry, ensuring that it airs on this radio station. So would you consider that as you reach out to us here at Truth For Today? One other note as we close out our time together today, if this broadcast and this ministry encourages you in your walk with Christ, and you happen to be looking for a church that does just that, we would invite you to contact valleybible.org. Pastor Phil is Pastor Emeritus at Valley Bible Church in Hercules, and while he is no longer in the pulpit, we are still very much a part of this church body. And we would invite you to come and join us for worship. For more information, again, valleybible.org or call 855-833-9864. And then we invite you to come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Blessed be the name.